0: You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Archaeology Podcast Network is sponsored by Codify, a California benefit corporation. Visit Codify at www.codifi.com.
1: This is Jessica Uquinto, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM.
0: Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 57. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM asks CRM professionals nine simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. All right, we're here on Profiles, and here's the first question. What is your name, and who do you work for?
1: All right, so my name is Jessica Uquinto. And I work for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I founded a ethnographic and tribal consultation services firm called Living Heritage Anthropology about two years ago.
0: Awesome. Okay. And what's the highest degree you've earned?
1: I have earned a master's from Northern Arizona University.
0: Okay. And how long have you been working in CRM?
1: So I've been working in CRM for a little bit over a decade.
0: Okay, Awesome. And where have you worked? And by that, I just mean what states have you worked in and or countries for that matter. Um, and that can be multiple <laughs> states, you know, for the same for the same company.
1: Right. Okay, so I've predominantly worked in the Greater Southwest and the Great Basin. Mm-hmm. So basically Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, and Sonora, Mexico. I have somehow not managed uh, to ever work in New Mexico, um, <laughs> only with New Mexico tribes, but. Nice. All
0: right, and in CRM, um, oh. now, go ahead.
1: Sorry, and then I didn't include the, um, who I worked for. Okay, so, and yeah, so those projects, they were all for, A variety of agencies like the the National Park Service, the Bureau of Land Management, Department of Defense, Department of Energy. Mm -hmm. And that was through the Bureau of Applied Research and Anthropology at the University of Arizona, Mm -hmm. through Grand Canyon National Park, Northern Arizona University, Dominguez Anthropological Research Group out of uh, Grand Junction, their nonprofit there, and obviously Living Heritage. Nice. Okay. And...
0: Now, you own a company now, so that's probably mm-hmm. the highest position you've ever held. As president <laughs> yes. of your company or whatever you call yourself. <laughs> yes. my, my title changes <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, but uh, what is the position you usually have in CRM? And I guess that would be now this, and, and this would be the highest position. So if you've got a different answer for this question, feel free to give it to me. But um, you know what? Um, I guess what is the position right. you've had mostly over your last 10 years?
1: So I would say the position I've had mostly is ethnographer because mm-hmm. – Usually, when you're in a subset of CRM, people don't differentiate that much. so ethnographer um, I don't tribal consultant, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's actually given me a title for that part of the work, but um, <laughs> but yeah, probably most or the the position I had most commonly would have been equivalent to I guess a a project manager. okay. And then now, yeah, I I tend to go by founder, but um, nice. But president sounds nice too. I
0: know sometimes it's president, um, archaeologist in chief. I like. oh, uh, I like that. <laughs> <anographer> in chief. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. All right. So here's the fun questions. Um, what is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist, and that can be personal or private or professional? I mean, yeah.
1: Okay. So. The best thing about being a CRM ethnographer, I think there's just something something magic almost that happens sometimes when you take tribes out to places in their homelands. Mm-hmm. There's there's just these moments that happen. You know, you'll get to a place and all of a sudden everyone around you starts speaking Zuni really excitedly. <laughs> and <laughs> you know you just know that that you're in a special place or you get somewhere in Nevada actually and all of a sudden the tribes start playing the rocks and they sound like drums <laughs> and or you get you go to a a solar calendar site with the tribes and it's a place that they want to keep people out of but they're actively trying to get you there. You know, like there was this one time when I, I was having trouble cl- uh, basically rock climbing to this one site, and one of the elders actually found a different access route to the site just to make sure that I got to be there. Hmm. Um, and you just build these really incredible relationships with people. And so I, so basically I would say those moments when you actually get to go out in the field and be in these special places that maybe you wouldn't get to have access to otherwise with tribal members who are connected to those places. There's just really something something special there.
0: I can imagine. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the biggest thing that you would change that would make being, I guess, a CRM ethnographer better?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's. I guess that would be what I would change, though. Is that <laughs> we're kind of in a funny position in the field where we're. I feel like we're almost having to remind people, "Hey, we're here," <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, just because cultural resources, in theory, is is a lot of different things, but it gets interpreted a lot of the time. As as just archaeology, so I think that I would say that it would it would make being a a CRM professional better if some of those other aspects of CRM, you know, ethnography, tribal consultation, um, historic architecture, all of these different things that I think get left out a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. were a little bit more included in the, the general discussion, you know, a la uh, Tom King, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does a great job of, of reminding everybody that that cultural resources has a broader meaning. But I mean, right now, yeah, it just seems like there's a lot of conversation happening in archaeology that's like, oh, my God, we need to work with tribes. <laughs> and it, it just feels like we're kind of almost in the corner being like yeah we, we've been we've been doing that <laughs> um, <laughs> um,
0: well and I, I'm gonna comment on this real quick I mm-hmm. don't usually do that in this but I feel like you know on a on CRM projects we'll often hire specialists to do different things like a geoarchaeologist mm-hmm. or a geophysical archaeologist to do you know GPR or, you know people to do our carbon14 dating we don't do that stuff because that's not our specialty right so right. So why would we assume that tribal consultation is our specialty? That's an art in and of itself, and hiring a professional to do that for your project just kind of makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. There's <laughs> nothing <laughs> There's nothing quite as frustrating as people being like, oh, well, ethnography, that's just talking to people. I can do that. <laughs> like, okay, thanks for, you know... Um, yeah. Denying our whole field? I don't know how to put that. Um, I know.
0: I guess. Uh, I guess four years on the archaeology podcast network of podcasting makes me an ethnographer. Then, right? Since right, I just exactly. talk to people. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <Just> interview people. <laughs> yes. All um, right. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. What is your career goal in CRM? Besides, um, obviously, grand. Uh, you know, grand archaeology ethnographer um jessica the great I, I don't <laughs> yes
1: <know. laughs> taking over the world <laughs> um no i i would say obviously i want to grow my business it's only been two years so i would i would really like to almost be the one-stop shop where okay i need help with ethnography i need help with tribal consultation this is the place to go for that mm-hmm and I would like, especially within that, to be promoting community based participatory research, which I know, for example, TJ Ferguson and Chip Colwell are, are really big advocates for that on the archaeology side. But just making sure that tribes are, tribes and other descendant communities, not just tribes, but mm-hmm. that people are involved throughout the entire process and involved as researchers themselves. Okay. So actively training tribal members, other descendant community members, to do ethnography, to do archaeology, and having them along throughout the entire process.
0: Right. That's
1: another mm -hmm, big focus of mine. Um, I'd like to do more work with youth and elders and connecting the two. That's always a big focus for me. Mm -hmm. And then... We're talking about potentially developing a nonprofit and trying to make sure that we're, we're really giving back to tribes as much as possible.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, final question then. Uh, if you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM, I guess from an archaeologist or ethnographer's position, um, <laughs> one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: I would say to take a wide variety of classes you know, try and, if you want to be doing uh, ethnographic work, for example, as a CRM ethnographer or CRM archaeologist, Mm -hmm. take an ethnography class. If you want to be doing tribal consultation stuff, take, um, you know, some Native American studies classes. If you want to do more historic architecture, take some historic preservation and other classes related to that. So just, just try and get a wide variety of classes. And I think that no matter what you do, that you'll benefit from that. And then also try and talk to the tribes or communities that you want to work with or that you want to do archaeology related to. Mm -hmm. Find out what cultural resources mean to them. And listen to my podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And that is the, the final thing we will say on this is Jessica has a podcast coming out, um, actually, in a few days, if you're listening to this on the day that this debuted. So uh, check it out. It's called Heritage Voices, and it's on the Archaeology Podcast Network. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at Chris at archeology dot com.